0: everyone welcome back to getting candid with mabel this monday this is the what episode third episode are you sure yes Mm -hmm. i think i think it's the fourth (laughs) (laughs) okay but we're on the mental health series and today we are doing depression and we're talking about suicide as well my name is ivy as always your co-host for getting candid with Mabel
1: Apili. I am your co-host. We yeah. host together with Ivy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this week we are hosting a friend who is going to introduce herself at right about now.
2: Ah, hi everyone. My name is Rachel Barbidia. Some people call me Bridget. I am, um, I like to laugh, I like to play around, but I'm also very passionate about mental health. Yeah.
1: That's it. Okay. Thank you so much, Rachel, for that introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, I let let people know how today's episode is going to go. Okay, so Mabel and I
0: are not exactly okay pros or experts at the topic of depression and suicide i guess mostly because also it's something we've not necessarily can't necessarily really experience we have experienced yeah. mm-hmm. so we thought what better way to talk about mm-hmm. depression than to really bring somebody onto the show who has been through it or who still is going through it to walk us through this journey because really we're here we're learning mm-hmm. you know yes. you're learning but we're learning as well so we thought we'd bring somebody who will, who mm-hmm. relates to this entire topic so this is it's not an interview however it is in a setting such that we are she will be doing a lot of the talking especially yeah. about the experience because she's been in this place and then we'll just be chipping in a few questions that we are curious about and that we think you guys might also want to you know know, know or about. Learn. Yeah, okay. we'll learn so this is just a learning process for us and Rachel today is our yeah. teacher yeah so
1: you can start
0: so, Rachel what is... Okay, not what is depression, because I don't even think you can just have one solid yeah, definition. Yeah. Yeah. But if you were to define it to somebody, you know, someone's like, oh, Rachel, you are depressed. What's depression? What what exactly would you say?
2: Okay, so depression, how define it? I'm not going to give... You know, we've seen so many generalized um, definitions, yeah. what we've read about, what we've been told by doctors and psychiatrists, but how I would define depression is... Um, it's just a constant state of sadness mm. it's I think sadness is the biggest part you're sad all the time you have um, so you see how people usually get sad during maybe something has happened maybe something has not gone the way you want it to mm. and you just get like temporarily sad for a day or two maximum but with depression you are like sad all time there's something inside you that just does not let you be happy even when you try to force yourself to be happy maybe you hang out with friends you you do the things that used to make you happy you try dancing you try eating or whatever it is that makes you happy but it's just a feeling that that just creeps in and you just go down again and you you like <sighs> okay That's you okay. just like nothing makes sense yeah In the morning, you wake up and you're thinking, why
1: have we woken up? You guys, we have this siren and this ambulance that just knows, like it's recording time. Let's pass by. So each time you hear them, just, yeah, bear with us. Yeah, bear with us, please.
2: Yeah, I was saying, it's just like you have no motivation to do anything. Mm -hmm. You wake up and you're thinking, why have we woken up again? You you're just thinking why do we have to eat food because nothing makes sense now like for example someone here just a few minutes ago was talking about um adventure travel so she was telling me she wants to travel and go places and then i was thinking why would you want to travel like okay you've traveled and then what in your head you always have that end question like okay we are going to go dancing and then what like because you know that feeling is going to creep in again because you're going to feel so sad you're going to feel like a burden mm. you feel and there's a lot of that worthless feeling you feel like nothing makes sense and yeah. it's so bad yeah. it, it really is very bad and i would it on anyone it's just a feeling of um and there was part of it i think is yeah. that people don't understand and you don't blame them because you don't blame them because there was a point you also didn't know what it was yeah, yeah. but in that moment it's I don't even think it's worse than physical illness. I've not like seen so much physical illness, but I know it's worse than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like you've described that it you know, involves sadness. Have you ever seen when a person says extreme sadness? You almost cannot, I cannot imagine what extreme sadness. You know how yeah. a person says, I'm happy. It's almost like you can't see that. It's not until you see maybe the photos of a person saying, being happy or a person smiling yeah. that you realize like okay, this person is happy. So when you say extreme sadness, it's still not at least for my point of view, I'm mm. trying to imagine okay, extreme sadness how? So now let's say that's why my mom to ask you exactly what mm. does depression feel like. How did you know you were depressed? Try to describe for us this state of extreme sadness or things that made you realise, you know what, I'm extremely sad all the yeah, time. Yeah. Yes, that you know, people are able to realise, okay, this is just the gravity, like this is how bad and how much it you know weighs on a person when they're depressed
2: yeah, yeah. Okay. so uh for as long as i can remember i think i've had my depression but i did not know exactly what depression was yeah. let me give examples
1: we we have like
2: family gatherings yeah where the family comes together people just really just to sit and laugh yeah but then with you like you cannot sit in that space with people who are laughing you try to sit there but you will not talk not because you don't have what to say or because you find their conversations boring yeah but there is something new that keeps telling you why are you here you should mm. be in your bed like you should be very far away from people so within a few minutes you find yourself getting up and walking away and no one will ever understand um why you're doing this the truth is even you yourself you don't understand why you don't f- why you feel like you don't fit in with people yeah. why you feel like sitting around people is a burden because, you see, when you see to people, then in your head you're going to be thinking, eh, maybe my conversations won't be interesting, maybe maybe they'll think I'm like, you know I'm not as intelligent as they are. So you keep quiet. And then when you keep quiet, then that feeling creeps in, and then you start seeing yourself as a burden around people. And then you're thinking, why am I even friends with them? Why do, why do they even, like, why do they invite me to hang out with them? You, it's just a feeling that, that debilitates your whole understanding. and wow i'm so sorry it's okay, <laughs> mm, it's okay please take your time okay we are back mm-hmm. so we used to have uh, family gatherings at home mm. at least those i remember very well yeah but uh, people would meet would sit and talk and then me somehow i'd exclude myself and that was way back in like 2012 11 mm-hmm. and yeah. then and then me uh, just like exclude myself and that's how it all started for me and I'll just step out when people were maybe hanging or loud or laughing. Me, you know, I'll just yes. stand up and walk away. And at first, I thought maybe I'm anti-social, but also because the people that were around me made me feel like I was the problem. Yeah. And the, the you know everyone knew me as the anti-social person. Yeah. So whenever I would be talking, you know, someone would just say, Ah oh, no, like leave Rachel alone. She's anti-social. Or she's like this won't interest her. And sunk in that wow i was the problem mm-hmm. but then when it hit me that maybe it was just not me yeah it was about 2017 is when i realized Is when now uh, we began to know about mental health is when mental health became something and then everyone was starting to talk about it and then it hit me maybe i'm depressed but you know, because you don't want to accept it, yes. acceptance is a very big part of depression. You need to let yourself accept that you're depressed. And it took me like three solid years to let that sink in. Because like, even in school, you when know, in boarding school, me, I was never around people. Mm. I was always on my own. If I wasn't on my own, I was, you know, people would like sit with people, but I would not say a thing. Mm. And in your head, so many things are going through your head, And I think, Also, this is where the anxiety comes back because now you're thinking, what if this? What if I start speaking and then, you know, wrong English comes in? Yeah. What if I start speaking and then, or someone just shuts me up, yeah, something like that. And all these things are happening in your mind, but you have no control of what is going on. You cannot, it's not something you can just like snap out of, it's not something you can just tell yourself, oh no, it will be okay. Yeah. So in about 2017 18 that was when I was at campus and even my friends knew me for you know, they also had the thing of no, that's just her. Yeah. Like that's just that she's quiet. That's just her, she didn't like to be around people. But no one ever really took time mm. to find out exactly why doesn't she want to be around people. Exactly why does she why does she want to exclude herself from everything we do? Yeah, so what was the question again? Just what has you like experience. how do you know you are no, depressed? Not how you
1: yeah, you were depressed. Yeah,
2: so then I began to read up about it. I, it was hard because you know you're reading things, and exactly what you're reading is exactly what, what you're, you're going through. The numb feeling, the sad feeling of, I'm not happy, but again I'm not sad. Like you just there. You just feel dead. And that was a time people started asking me things like, Oh, how are you? and and I used to say things like, I'm alive and people would, like never take it's interest. Serious. Yes. Yeah. Like how are you? I'm alive. But me what I mean is I'm just numb. I'm not sad. I'm not happy. And I think that's a very bad state to be in. Like you'd rather be sad and have it in your head, I'm sad you'd rather and rather feel. I, d- d- you're not feeling anything. It's like you're dead inside. Yeah, <sighs> yeah so in about two thousand seventeen is when I started to read up about it. I I didn't talk to anyone, yeah. I did not tell anyone about it, because I was even scared of how people would look at me after that. I was scared of uh, losing friends. I didn't even know how to tell my family because I kept on thinking, now I'm going to tell them mm-hmm. and they're going to worry about me, and then I'm going to become a burden, and I don't want to be anyone's burden. I want this to be my problem, that I'm going to fight on my own. I want it to be my own problem, that I'm going to just get rid of my own way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is like the way you can say how you knew you were depressed. That yeah. is how I knew I was depressed. When things yeah. started getting bad, I was not sleeping.
0: Were you crying yourself to sleep? No, Such the
2: person... crying started in about two thousand eighteen. The mm. crying came on later on. At first I was not crying, I was sad. Mm. I would like when it was time to eat I would eat. Mm. When it was time to be with friends, I would sleep we with were them. Just mostly numb. Yes, I was just numb. And I thought it was a normal feeling. And by then, mm. I even thought, I used to tell myself, no, I'm just an introvert. Wow, how stupid I was. Mm. i tell myself, no, I'm just an introvert. But, like, I don't think introverts are like this. I don't think being an introvert means, you,
1: you know, to be just you know, feeling, feeling down. Mm. Yeah. I don't
2: think that's, that's what it means. But I kept on telling myself, no, it will pass. And I had a friend, my roommate, my roommate at campus, she, she knew she would notice when my moods would just, like, go off. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'd like go sit at the balcony and like lock myself there and not talk to anyone and just listen to music. And she knew when this would come in. The thing is she also didn't know it was depression. depression. But she also didn't know exactly how to help, help me. You know. So yeah. when it would happen, she would like happily lock me out, leave me at the balcony. Yeah. And when I would come in, she would say, no, she's not around.
1: Yeah. Because
2: she knew I just needed time to sort of build my energy yeah. again, to sort of be around people again. Yeah. Like I, I'd feel like sitting around makes me feel like, I'm operating like I'm, operat- like I'm being judged yeah. mm. and then they would get a time and then someone would just switch the off the whole system done. and mm-hmm. that's it and I'm done talking and I won't talk anymore I won't laugh anymore I'll just sit and look at people
0: mm. yeah did it cool. did being in this state ever cause maybe rifts with other people like maybe clashes or where mm. people are like maybe judging you and thinking ah Rachel just being a bitch or being being snobbish or Rachel Rachel, come on, stop being such a bad
1: girl or yeah. something Already did, did it that ever. People just move on, like did their did it life it ever just goes on. Yeah.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Or family or with family, not really, because uh, growing up me and my family we have we have a strange relationship. We are not so close. Yeah. Well okay, we're there for each other but we're not fair. Like yeah. Yes. yeah. So with them, not really. But with my friends, definitely, definitely. Mm. People would um you'd not think, no, let's let's not involve her in our plans. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are going to call her, and then she'll want to be back in her room by 7pm. Or,
1: the girl doesn't like
2: meeting people. If we call her to go and meet new people, like, she'll, there's why she'll just kill, like, she'll kill them okay. Let's not invite her. And, it would hurt me so much, Mm. because people would never understand. Mm -hmm. And, there was no way I would explain it to anyone because I so didn't know what to say. Mm. There's no way I could start telling people, I think I'm depressed. And I was so scared to even tell mm. them because I thought... Because I thought they would judge me. Yeah, I was very afraid of people's words. I was very, very afraid what people would think of me after that. Mm. So definitely, yes, it sort of got in between mm. me and my relationships. Yeah. Uh, I failed to have um how do i call mm. it at the point i even failed to have like romantic relationships yeah. because you don't know what to say exactly to say, yeah. like how is someone going to ask you every day how are you mm-hmm. and you're not fine monday to monday you're, yeah. not, you're fine. not fine and yeah. you don't know how to explain to the person that hey guess what i'm always sad yeah, yeah. so i distanced myself and poor, oh, i lost so many friends i lost yeah. so many friends and poor, would meet me and say oh my god you don't talk to us anymore you know you're not a good friend but I could not, I could not, and even things like picking phone calls, I stopped, because phone calls give me very, very bad anxiety. I don't like phone calls, and people would call me, and I would not pick their calls. And some would send me messages, I would still not reply to their messages, but because, not because I'm a bad friend, but because I couldn't. Yeah. There was that part of me that just could, could not,
1: not do want to, anything. Yeah. I was not talking to people, I just wanted to be on my own. Yeah. So, um, did you seek help before you met uh, your psychiatrist? Did you... Were you try? Were you try? Because I, I, I think through the way you've been speaking, mm. I could tell, like you said, you know, you're afraid to be judged, all yeah. that stuff. So, I don't know what your answer is to that, but it seems like you didn't necessarily go out and seek help from mm. friends. Did you try did any you? way to
0: maybe... If I do this, I'm going to step out of my... Rat. Right. Yeah, oh, not a rat, right, but my... Exactly. Yeah. Maybe let me cycle,
2: let me I don't know. So, um I have a brother. He he's I have a brother, so he noticed. He sort of noticed I was not okay. And I still I still like tell myself he's that angel that God brought into my life because he's the very first person not with interest in my mental health. And he like all of a sudden he just sent me a message and says Hi, I I have a friend who's a therapist, in case you're interested. You know, out of nowhere, he didn't come to me and ask me, Are you feeling this? He did not try to question me or like interview me. He just like sent me a message and said, I have a therapist that I think you should meet if you're interested. So I was like, okay, let's do this. That was in, I think, 2000. Wow, I think I'm forgetting the years. So I met this lady. Yeah she was very nice she was very nice i and i think because she was a stranger it was much easier for me to talk to strangers about mm, what i was yeah. going through yeah so i i when we met i told her everything i told her how my childhood was and she was so interested and she seemed so interested
0: because you met you met her where again through my brother she's oh, my brother's through
2: brother. Okay. yeah and she was so interested she asked me about my childhood she asked me about uh what I think of life. Yeah. And we were so open. We had a very open conversation and I remember there were a lot of tears in that conversation. Yeah. And and she was so sweet. She kept on giving me chocolate for every time I would break down. Mm. Yeah. So and then I didn't go back to see her. Yeah. I'm not sure why I didn't see her again. Yes. I'm not sure why I didn't see her again. I don't remember exactly what happened. So I stopped seeing her. And then, but then, like, that one time I met her, Mm. I felt like I had carried a burden off my chest. And, like, just laid it down for just a few minutes. Like, for just those few minutes, I didn't feel like, you know, like, like, I didn't feel so heavy. I didn't feel like I was sad. I don't, I don't know how to describe it exactly. I don't know if I'm making sense right now. Yes, it just felt, it felt so relieving. And then, a few years later after that, um, then this brings me to the mm. time that I opened up my depression again. Yeah. That was in two thousand eighteen to someone else who mm. was still not my friend by then. Yeah. Who was mm. still a stranger. I think I have a thing for strangers. It mm. was easier for, was to easier talk to for me to it. was easier for me to just don't really yes, know yeah. you. so I walked up to her and I just told her. Um we we were in sort of a training and then someone talked about then someone like in the training mm. talked about how she was being compared with her sisters at home and what yeah and then for me it meant something else because what she was saying she was compared with her sisters and now she's okay now she's better but for me it's like it was a trigger yeah i got so sad i got so like angry i had so much anger and after that just after that training Mm. this person walks to me and says are you okay Mm. i first said yeah i'm okay i'm fine and then a few minutes later i don't know why i walked up to her Mm. And i just told her everything Mm. Mm. and i broke down i remember i broke down and before i told her i remember telling her um i'm going to tell you something but please don't look at me so (laughs) yeah yeah so she she was facing the wall yeah then i was talking and i broke down and i broke down so much while i told her and at the end of the conversation she said remember she said um wipe your tears Mm. put on your face your happy face again we are going to get you a therapist. She she got me a therapist that I went to see, who was even very scared to see. I don't know why I was scared to see therapists because, I think because I didn't want to talk about it. Just being in that state of talking about how sad I was, I was not ready. I didn't mm-hmm. like crying, I hated crying and yet there is no way I would talk about these things without without crying. Without crying. So she got me a therapist. I went, I saw a the therapist for like two to three times. And the the, the best way I can describe the relationship maybe that therapist is that she was not my right fit. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was the age difference. I just didn't like the fact that she used to talk a lot. I didn't like, I don't know if I didn't even like her face. It was just in me, it was like she was just not the one. She was yeah. not the one. And I stopped seeing her. Mm-hmm. And that's the last time. I tried to get help. I think I had like three or four sessions with her, and that's the last time I tried to get help before I actually got the courage to see a
0: psychiatrist. Okay. Yeah. Coming out to your family, what. Okay, if that is, if you came. Coming out, I mean talking to them about what you're going through, yeah. talking to your friends at what point in this journey did you do that? Did you come out and be like no family or friends, guys this is what's going on, Mm. I'm not just being antisocial, Mm. this is what's going on and this is how I feel and how did they relate with you, how did they take it, how did you take it? Mm. Okay.
2: Let me begin with my friends. I met so after I saw the psychiatrist, that was in November 2019 I saw a psychiatrist, he And by the time I got there, he said, you know, he he just looked at me and said, thank you for coming, but I wish you had done this a little earlier. Yeah. Because then it had become like so bad. So he diagnosed me with a major depressive disorder, anxiety, and uh, panic disorder. So he put me on put me on antidepressants right away he said yeah. I don't think uh, putting you in just therapy is going to do it now so he put me on antidepressants but at the same time he encouraged that I still go for therapy and he got me a psychologist that I could see oh. yeah ah that was in November but then at the time I also had issues with with food I was not eating I was not sleeping and to make it worse at that time I had a very tasking job
1: yeah
2: It's like I'd wake up, go to work, be very active. You know, do what I'm supposed to do, and then go back home and not eat and not sleep, and then wake up and repeat the cycle all over again. And in about January 2020, yes, January this year is when I had my very, my very first bad episode. I, I started. So the pills he had given me, he had given me uh, sleeping pills, yeah. because I had problems with sleeping. Yeah. Then when I began overdosing on my pills, he had said I should stop taking them. Mm. But for me it was not helping because I would stopped taking them and then I was not sleeping. sleeping yeah. But I had been introduced to something that was solving my problems. So I was thinking, why is he stopping me from taking them?
1: me i need to sleep i need, I to need sleep. the sleep because yeah. it's the only
2: time i feel like you know i'm not hurting yeah. mm. it's the only time i feel like you know i'm not thinking my brain is not running i'm just like i'm just there yeah so in about in january this year i overdosed on my pills mm. and i was admitted in um uh, in butabika i was admitted for some time and that's the first time my family got to know about my depression except for my brother that's the first time my mother my father all my siblings got to know so I didn't like exactly come out to them yeah, and tell true, yeah. they were just in the hospital and they were looking at me like oh my god what did you do, did like, you do? How did the, like how did like how did, did we miss this, this? Yeah. how did we miss this and mm-hmm. I also didn't know how to tell them anything so I remember waking up in the hospital I was I think I blacked out for like a day and a half And when i woke up everyone was around me and looking at me you know and they were looking at me with very sad faces (laughs) and they were just like what is this like Mm. how why why you how is this happening yeah Yeah. and i didn't know what to tell them but none of them you know none none of them got the courage to ask me why did you do this Mm. how did you get here why didn't you tell us no one asked me that i don't know i think when when i was blacked out someone you know
1: Maybe Someone told, brought
2: them up to yeah, speak, yeah. or
0: it's just really hard to bring it up, or well, they didn't know how from, to bring, uh, how it, to up bring it up without yeah. putting you back in like the same place.
2: And none of them was like willing to talk about it, none of them was willing to confront me and ask me mm-hmm. exactly what is happening in your life. So they were just there, you know. It's one thing to be admitted in hospital, yeah. but it's another to be admitted in a psych ward yeah. because now they're wondering like could she not be like yeah could she not be in, maybe in sambia hospital she yeah. had to be here
0: there's this stigma around that. think yes, yeah, just Bika, like when people hear you're yes. in Rica, they kind of think oh my god you're mad you're mad immediately know, they don't that was know that it mm. and if you're, you're mad,
1: mad they automatically associate your madness with, baby, madness witchcraft, with witchcraft like yeah. it's never, exactly. it's yeah, never really like, like it's not you know it could it be mental
2: thing yes yeah so when we were there but I think because when we were in hospital, I think mm-hmm. they asked the doctors or something because when I got in the hospital for the first, for the first 10 minutes, yeah. I was like locked in a room with a doctor yeah. who I told every single thing and I think it's the one that brought them up to speed because when I woke up, they were just looking at me. No one was asking me. Mm.
1: How are you mm. doing? How are you mm-hmm. feeling? No one was asking. Yeah. They were
2: just asking me, do you want to eat? Do you want to do this? Mm. Do you want to sit up?
1: Yeah.
2: I was just looking at them. They were also just looking at me.
1: Yeah.
2: And that was... Until that, honestly, none of them has ever come out to ask, ask me. me. Yeah. Exactly what happened. So
0: you
1: haven't had the conversation with them. With them, no. I think I've had it with only my brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say though that their attitude has changed in a certain way? Maybe. Maybe are they like taking note of you now more, like more mm-hmm. often? Vigilant, like maybe more towards v- towards Yes. They may not like no. outrightly say it, but do they kind of now make sure it's Rachel retro- eating?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. is like, she, do they yeah. take
1: more care? Yeah, something like that, kind. or are they Honestly, more aware? um,
2: I think dealing with someone that has a mental health issue is totally different yeah. from dealing with someone that has a physical illness.
1: Sure.
2: And to be honest, I don't think they're at that point mm-hmm. of knowing exactly how to support me, yeah, exactly how to help me, and so when I like when I don't eat food people I stay with will be concerned why is she not eating food but they will not come and ask me mm. they will not come and ask me how are you doing now mm. are you feeling this like it's it's just I don't know there's just that gap between us between me and my family and even the people I stay with it's just there's just that gap we don't talk You're about not it like that. they are worried yes they worry because when I was in hospital they were there for me all Always. the time mm. But they didn't know exactly how how to support me. They thought it was just like, oh, she has malaria, Mm. and she's going to be okay next week. They were
0: treating a physical illness. Yes,
2: because whenever I was discharged from hospital, uh, my sister kept on saying, now you've cured, now we can do this. And I kept on looking at her like, it doesn't work like that, you know. Mm. It's not that because I was discharged, I'm now perfectly okay, you know. We can now have a party. Like I was just discharged because the doctor thinks. I can now handle my mental health mm-hmm. better but yeah. it does not mean that I'm cured yeah. yeah and up to today she still asks me things like oh you remember when you were sick mm-hmm. the other month and I'm just like really mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. what you're supposed to be saying but again I'm also not going to correct them because I don't want to seem like you know there's, there's that part of me that does not want to seem like I am weak yeah I still if if they have decided to think that I'm okay then Mm -hmm. let's live with that Mm. Then i am okay it's it's fine like that and i'm not about to correct them because then they'll worry about me all over again then they'll you know even the time i relapsed they were in hospital they were saying oh my god let's pack her suitcase we're taking her back to hospital she's going to be admitted they panicked they panicked but me i was thinking no you know it's not as bad as last time Mm. i know i'm going to be okay yeah but they were scared and I've tried, I talked to, when I was in hospital, I talked to a doctor mm. and I asked him to talk to especially my mother because she had the belief that I had depression because I was not praying enough. Mm. So I'd been in hospital and she was my caretaker, I would been mm. in hospital and then she'd say things like, but you still go to church. Mm. I have a feeling you're sick because you don't pray anymore. Like, mm. you know, look at you, you've lost weight and that time I was wearing 30
1: kgs. And, yeah. she would say like, oh, wow. and she said things, like, 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 really she, things. like, she said things like, really hurt. Like, she really had, because I remember when she'd come to work or like mm. when we'd see her, mm. like everyone would just, like, you'd see her and you really see, but are you really eating? Like, yeah. literally. Of course, sometimes people would ask, sometimes you'd ask jokingly, sometimes you'd never really ask mm. because you did not like, know what's behind it. Like, what's behind it? Yeah, but yeah. it was very, very visible during mm. that time, I remember.
2: Yeah, and then my mom would ask me things like, Do you even know God? And then some mornings I would wake up and then I would find her crying.
1: Yeah.
2: And I would feel so bad because then exactly what I did not want to happen was happening right in front of me. I didn't want people to worry about me. Mm. I did not want people to, you know, to even think about me for like a Mm. minute. I just, I knew I would get over this somehow. But I would wake up some mornings and I would find her crying. And when the doctors would come, she'd be so concerned. Yeah. Like, should the doctor would ask, is, is she doing better today? And you know, she'd look at me like, Are we just not going to die in this hospital? Because, yeah. And I'd feel so, so bad. I never wanted my mother to see me like that. In fact, she's the very last person I wanted to find out to about find my out. depression. Yeah. She was the very last
1: person. So, la- <laughs> <laughs> all right, I you know, I'm I think because we are all so curious about yeah. this. So, Mabel, you go. Because I was going to ask, okay, you've spoken about, um, you know, your, your journey with a psychiatrist. Yeah. But, like, I want to just understand maybe how is the treatment process then? Maybe without, like, minus meds mm. and then what talking. What exactly is it like when you're with a when psychiatrist or so when you're with a doctor? Mm. And how I different is it with yeah. being with a First of all,
0: who is a psychologist? Really, not definition, but, like, versus how mm. you know because sometimes people think of psychologists and psychiatrists are the same, and are the the same, same yet yeah. they're not yes yeah. and who is fit to see who and yeah like my has asked also yeah like what is the experience like what actually happened yeah, yeah when you are seeing the psychiatrist
2: so a psychiatrist and a psychologist um in my opinion I think a psychologist is just someone who psychologists do more of the talking. There are people who help you get through what what you're dealing with
0: just through talking.
2: Like counseling. they just the counseling. They let you talk about it. They want to know how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. They're just there to let you talk because the first step towards healing any mental health problem really is talking. Yeah. So for them, they're all about the talking. How are you feeling? Does this help? Yeah. You know, how was your childhood? Mm. How do you relate with people? That's mainly what they do and that's, That's a relationship I had with my psychologists. Now with the psychiatrist, it was different because when I met him, the very first time I met him, like we just talked for like 10 minutes. Mm. Like he pulled out a pen and starts writing me memes. It's different in the sense that when you're seeing a psychologist, I think psychologists are for like people whose mental health issues are like not so intense mm-hmm. something that you can because even the first step towards dealing stage. with any depression mm-hmm. is just talking yeah. even the psychiatrist before he could drive me the meds the first thing he asked me is have you seen mm-hmm. a psychologist before and yeah. i said yes i've seen many and you know mm-hmm. there's no difference that's that's why he wrote me meds but even after he wrote me meds he said you still need to see a psychologist yeah. because you still need to talk about what is happening you still mm-hmm. need to deal with it taking the medication will help you yes because you know how the meds work is just like trying to balance the hormones in the brain but for you, like we'll balance the hormones we'll do as much as we can with the meds but you still need to talk about it you still need to let yourself be open about it yeah
0: so, so the psych hmm, the psychologist is more for the emotional being,
1: Yes. the psychiatrist is biological Perfect. Yes. Okay. and then um what if a therapist? Is because it, now so we go to therapists. So is the therapist, therapist and is a, a, like psychologist. a psychologist. Yes. Ah, mm. okay. You talked about um
0: church sorry, not really church, but yeah, praying mm. and God versus the entire mental health issue. Yeah. And this brought me to I think I've had I've had the conversation go around a lot and I've also had the conversation before with friends actually I think even Mabel and I have had this conversation yeah. before. We just want to understand and I'm sure many people might want to understand mm. really when you're depressed, does it necessarily, like your mom said, mean that your relationship with God was not in a good place? Mm. Do you think your relationship with God? I know this varies person to person, but like just for you, mm. do you think if you had prayed more, you wouldn't be, or is it I've tried everything? Do you think there's any. Proportionality, like maybe the more you pray, the better relationship with God. <laughs> the less chances you are of mm-hmm. being
1: depressed or something like that. Or maybe like maybe to to frame it another way also could be, when you are depressed, is your relationship with God even still at? Do you even be thinking about God? Are you able to believe, say things like miracles will happen, the joy will be coming in the morning? Mm-hmm. Like, you in, know, in relation, to God, in relation like? to God, know how because there's that entire concept that people put around, you know, depending on how you you, you relate with God and who God is to you, people just assume somehow, when you keep believing and believing and hoping and hoping that there is joy, there is peace even in the sadness, there will be another I don't know there's a calm after the storm storm. so were you able to still have that belief system within you when you were depressed did it help? Yeah, are you able to even have that belief and that hope should Mm, I say we want to know
0: Like how your spirituality fits in or does not, maybe I don't know, in this entire journey. Mm. That. Okay.
2: Um when I was when I was going through my very bad days, yeah. The truth is I was very angry. I was angry at God mm. I was angry at the world. I was angry at my parents, I was angry at my family, my friends, because I thought that no one understands. No one sees me no one sees exactly what is happening here yeah. and mm. even when I would kneel down to pray I'd ask God but God why is this happening to me like I have so many siblings but why is it happening to me yeah why why is it me what have I done wrong and it was very bad because then I'd stop going to church uh-huh. I'd stop going to church i'd stopped uh, even reading the bible or even praying me yeah, i'd stopped because my dad was thinking mm. what is this god has put me up to like yeah. what did i do to deserve this yeah but thankfully i had very prayerful friends
1: yeah
2: i had people who just people who just call me and say do you want to pray yeah i had people who just send me messages and say and like send me a full prayer and say if you don't have the words to, to use just, yeah just recite so, what i've sent for you yeah and it was but me as a person to kneel down and tell myself oh wow let me pray this depression away mm. that never god crossed then. my mind yeah at that point to i would even think that like, you know the psychiatrist was better than god because i'd be thinking mm. the psychiatrist has given me meds mm. but like god is letting me suffer what is happening yeah but when i was in hospital then it hit me again because my mother is very very prayerful mm. she she like led me straight back to god she said yeah like, this has happened, but we are going to pray it away. And she kept on telling me, you're going to get off this meds. You don't need to be on medication for so, so long. Yeah. You're going to get off the meds and we are going to pray for you and you're going to be okay. Mm. And now, now I think my relationship with God is solid. Yeah. I've, I've come back to God. I have apologized for the times I thought I was doing things my way. Mm.
0: Yeah. Does it help? Like, knowing God and okay not knowing and loving but what i mean this now having where you are a having a spiritual yeah. relationship with god does it help like maybe in your bad times or on sad days okay is it helping to keep you afloat is really what i mean to ask
2: yeah it does, it does. when when i have my very very bad days i would usually go and sit in church
1: okay and it i just feel slightly space. better yeah i just feel like
2: yes i'm suffering alone yeah I know God is with me like whatever is happening even if I go through
1: a very bad relapse again God is with me I will still be okay at the end of this yeah so what would you say to someone who is depressed to some or someone who is going through something like this right now having been in this place and like having and you're still going through this journey yeah yeah so what would you say to to someone hmm how
2: does this sound you need to open up how does it sound I know the hardest thing to do with um, mental health is letting yourself talk about it. Just opening up to someone and say, hi, I think I'm depressed. It's the saddest. Like, it's the hardest thing you could ever do. That's why I cannot even sit here and pretend, you know, it's a walk in the park to just say, oh, hi, guys, I think I'm depressed. It's not. It's the hardest thing. And if anyone ever opens up to you, like, don't even take it for granted Mm. because it's not small. Sometimes people don't come uh, directly and say, "I think I'm depressed." Sometimes they just, you know, they just tell you indirectly, "I'm not fine." If someone is not fine, so many times, why are they not okay? Yeah. If someone is just like so distant, you know, they are not picking your calls anymore. They're not. What is the problem? If someone is not eating anymore, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. The things that they used to like doing so much, why are they not doing them? Mm. Sometimes people don't have to tell you. Sometimes you just see it, and when you're suffering, you need to one accept it. Because when you keep living in denial, it gets worse. Yeah. Then you will not seek help. You will not even have the energy to talk to people. Yeah. You will not have the energy maybe to see a doctor or anything. It will just you know, you'll just keep telling yourself, No, I'm okay. I'm okay but you know depression it's at you every other time you you keep it to yourself. Yeah. It's a question. I was the question, oh,
1: well, the question so where, what would you tell? A person who's uh, going uh, through, them. if
0: somebody is depressed right now, yeah, like. really talk mm. about it. That's
2: that's yeah, yeah, the very first. Like, just yeah. talk as much as you can talk. If you cannot mm. talk, write. But not all of us are gifted mm. with writing, so just find an outlet. Find yeah. a way to just let it out. Mm. If it means you, you know, I, at the time when I used not to talk to anyone, I would like form me WhatsApp group, mm. just me, and a number like I had a phone number that was off, so in that group I would be there alone.
1: I just keep typing yeah. and typing and
2: typing and typing. For me, I was letting it out. Mm. I was not telling anyone, but I felt like it was coming out. Yeah. Like find, the, I even have notebooks where I used to scribble. I used to write so many things. Mm. And I even felt go of those notebooks. I don't know why. Sentimental attachments yeah. to them now. I still read those things and I'm thinking, was I this badly off? Yeah. yeah. But you know, it helps. Because after you put your last full stop, mm. just like, wow maybe I can be up for the next five minutes. Mm. Uh, yes, it will come back, but like, just let it out. Mm. That's a very first step. Let it out. And also for people that, that someone opens up to, like, berries. just try not to judge people. Yeah. You might not know what to say. You might not know how to assist them. Just try not to judge them. Yeah. Whatever it is, they say, try not to to say things like, "Oh my God, you don't pray you enough. You don't pray enough. Oh, yeah. you know, don't feel like that. Don't let yourself be like that. Sna- snap out of it, because you can't just snap out of it. It has nothing to do with you don't pray enough. And it has nothing to do with things like, you know, you don't associate with people a lot. It's just let them speak and try not to dismiss their feelings yeah. and someone says i'm not okay mm. they're not okay don't make them say so they're okay when they're mm. not okay yeah. it's okay if someone is not fine yeah, yeah.
0: Rachel, right, so where would you say you are now in this journey are you past where would you say uh, let me not even lead the question mm. but where would you say you are right now like in this entire journey seeing where you've come from mm. or where you're at or how your days are going mm, where yeah. are you at and what are you doing or how are you living your life to keep you afloat to keep you sane to yeah. keep you grounded and not have a relapse
2: okay Um. so earlier we were having a discussion you know we were saying does depression ever like, go, go, go away completely mm. in my opinion no. I don't think it ever goes away no. I think it's something you just learn how to survive with so right now I'm I've been on medication for 10 months and I think sometimes I'm okay on some days I'm okay sometimes if I'm lucky enough I even have a full week where I'm very fine
1: Yeah.
2: but then it will still come back maybe on that one day you will still not want to leave your bed you will yeah. still not want to talk to people mm. and, and that's okay so for me right now I cannot say I'm, I'm healed Mm. Because even as we speak right now, I was just telling this guys earlier on. I feel like it's coming back. Yeah. I feel like my
0: dark days are coming back, and mm. I so get, it's something you can feel. So sorry for it just it's okay. it's, you can feel yes when it's the period of relapses coming. Yes, okay. yes, you feel it.
2: We all, you know, you you have you have your signs that come. I believe mm. that each one has their own signs that come and just tell you things are going bad again. Yeah. Mm. Whether you're on medication, whether you're not. Mm. so so for me it's just when I stop sleeping when I stop eating that is when I know it's going bad again when I find myself you know going on YouTube to watch very depressing (laughs) very depressing videos I don't know why I watch those things by the way but I watch them every single night and they give me so much peace I think because I'm just seeking for someone for someone else to tell me it's okay it's okay and you're not alone you're going to be fine and that is how I know it's getting bad for me then what was the question I'm so sorry. the question is it's like okay absurd.
0: how no are you it's okay how are you holding up like how do you keep it together yeah. on your day-to-day you know so that like mm. in, when you're snapped stepped out of that place where you, the dark times how do you stay in this other days where you're feeling Uh,
2: I think my medicines keep me grounded so much Mm. there was a time this year where I thought I was being on medication because I was like where am I medication for a year Mm.
0: yeah
2: why do I have to depend on tablets so I stopped taking them intentionally and I didn't tell anyone about it I just got off my meds and that was when I relapsed Mm. just got off my meds and things got bad again Mm. and I was taken to hospital and you know that he didn't even like lie about it he just said I know you've not been taking medication but just do yourself a favor and get back on those tablets. Which yeah. so I think the tablets get—they like, keep me grounded, but also talking about it.
1: Mm.
2: I have like two people that I tell everything. Mm. I have people who I can even text in the middle of the night and say I have failed to sleep mm. and I'm thinking about dying again. And they will not judge me, you know? They will not try to make me feel stupid or
0: weak. Ungrateful yeah. or yes. those
2: things. And I think for me that's, that's just what's doing it for me, talking about it. Yeah. I still feel like a burden, the truth is, I don't know if that feeling ever goes away. So sometimes you don't tell people these things because yeah. you, in your head you're thinking, how will people, How? why do I have to be the sad person all yeah. the time? Yeah. Why is it that I'm the one who's not always fine? Yeah. Why is it that it's always about me? And even when I was relapsing, I, I, I feared to tell my family because I was thinking, like just a few months ago we were in hospital and it no, was about me take... and I want to take them back again it's going to be about me I, I could not let that happen so I did not tell anyone and yet you know that's something that keeps you to yourself is the something that is destroying you slowly by slowly
0: yeah yeah what? do you have a question? <laughs> no I was actually going to wrap up but you speak okay, let me just ask two things one when you take your medicines yeah what does it feel like? How do you feel? Like, I, w- I want versus before when you're, taking mm. them when you're not on the medicine, when you take it, how better does it make you feel? Like Does it make you feel happy? Does it make you feel... Yeah. yeah, I want to know that. <laughs> is it like, is like, it like how before take Like Yeah, happy change how you're feeling. Like, yeah, you know, how someone can be an ex... Because now, I don't know, I know this might not be the drug, but I don't mm. know why I have morphine in my head, although I know that's usually for pain. Yeah. But or, ex- like, does it work? Like, how ecstasy ex- will suddenly make you happy? Like, there are people who I think are put on something called happy drugs but I don't know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to know I don't know. I don't But know I want to I'm know, asking. um, when you take the medicine, what is it like? And then the very last question, what how do you wish your people or people around you were there for you? Because mm. I think that would help other people understand how to be there for someone who is depressed, depressed. like yeah. or how to reach out to them. So yeah. How do you wish or like maybe I wish mm. someone had done this more or really maybe backed up the question, Father Yeah, how do you wish? But also what is the medicine like? like when you take it? What does it feel like after?
2: So the medicine <laughs> one antidepressants are not a happy pill. Mm-hmm. I also thought they were like something you take and you just boom, so boom like it's just happy, excitement. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. No it's not. It's when you take them when I took my the first time I took them, they sort of like they just lift you because you know originally you're in a very sad mood nothing makes sense you can't leave a bed you can't don't want to do anything but when you take them they just give you that that little bit that little bit of motivation Mm. to try and talk to people Mm. but also antidepressants come with side effects you know helpful as they are Mm. they also came with side effects they they sort of um they sort of boosted my suicidal thoughts and that is something the doctor did not tell me it's something i found out on my own they help you but then also like sort of boost your suicidal thoughts Hmm. and and when they give you antidepressants usually because for me when I was put on a high dosage I was also put on something for for bipolar so like the antidepressant is to lift your mood but then they also put you on something just to bring your mood back down. Like, so it not extreme Yes, the so, so they don't want you to be extreme, mm-hmm. but they also don't want you to be and the they, other side. Yeah. So just like give you something
0: to put you just in the middle there. And
1: for the suicidal,
0: what do they... They must have a medicine that counters that, do they? Interestingly, they don't. Mm. So how do you... How do you, like you come said, out she of She had
1: that? people when, when, when she texted
0: in anyway, the middle the of the letters. night. So now that... Yeah. So yeah. how
2: you come out of your suicidal thoughts talking that talk about it. Just okay. talk about it. But also the people around you need to be very keen. Mm. Because suicide, oh my god. Me, mm. I've thought about committing suicide.
1: Yeah.
2: I know how bad it is. You, you just feel like, you know the only way to end this is to wake up and, and just kill means. yourself. For me, I feared because I fear blood. I don't want to see blood. So I'd always told myself I'm going to swallow pills mm. and not wake up. And that was one of the reasons I began overdosing on my pills because I thought if the more I swallow my pills,
1: mm.
2: one day I'll just get the right dosage to end it all. Yeah. So like I began with one pill, then I went to two, then mm. I moved to three. On my own, I did not tell anybody. Yeah. But like every time it would knock me out, and then I woke up like shit. Hey, up.
1: That was almost I woke up. This this yeah. was not supposed
2: to happen. Yeah. But then anyway, I will try again next time was I saying antidepressants not being happy pills yeah. Yeah. it's just something that that just keeps you it just keeps you at a normal level not mm. very sad but also you're not too excited mm. and how you know that they are working is you see when you're on antidepressants just get off them and give it two weeks. Mm. you'll see you'll just see yourself crawling back slowly mm-hmm. slowly mm-hmm. you'll just see yourself going I don't know how exactly they work you'll just see yourself going exactly where you did not want to go oh, yeah. and i was also put on some other medicines i was taking what are they called Um antipsychotics. Mm-hmm. they were for they were for hallucinations because at the time i would started hearing voices i'd hear i'd hear people in my head mm-hmm. they'd have like conversations sometimes mm-hmm. they'd be talking to me sometimes they're not talking to me mm-hmm. and it would cause so much headache my head was always pounding mm-hmm. oh, all yeah. the time because I'm imagining what are they like you know it's like you guys are having a conversation but this time it's inside my head uh-huh. so I'm struggling to hear what they are saying and then when they are not talking to themselves they're trying to tell me something and how you know that they are talking to you is say you're doing so when I was at work I'd be given tasks yeah so, so like we to do this and then when you begin doing it something in your head is telling you look at yourself you're going to mess it up like you're definitely going to mess this one up and so you begin shaking so you're shaking then you can't think and then you can't concentrate <sighs> until I was given antipsychotics and then they sort of like brought down the, down the voices no? I was not seeing things, I'm not sure if I was seeing things, sometimes I think I used to see things that don't exist yeah. but for the voices I'm sure I had them mm-hmm. and it was very perturbing it was very bad so like the meds are helpful yeah. but they also come with side effects mm-hmm. Side effects you can't avoid because when I started them, I used to have like, blah, whatever called, like tremors. My body would shake. Yeah. I would not like sit in a car for long. I would want to throw up all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes antidepressants um uh, make you what is it called tired? They give you fatigue. You're just yeah. tired all the time. But they're helping you, but you're just tired all the time. Yeah. And these are things Mm. you learn to live with, which is why I was saying, I don't think depression goes away. Mm. Me, I think it's something you just learn how to survive with, you just learn that you manage to cope. Yes. You just manage to cope with it. What was your next question?
0: How you you wish people were there for you? Hmm. Anyone ranging from, I don't know who to who to that therapist who wasn't there the right way. Like generally, how do you wish in this journey? people had been there for you?
2: Mm. One, do not dismiss anyone's feelings. Mm. Yeah, Whatever it is someone is feeling, it is valid. If someone mm. feels like they want to die, mm. that is also valid. It is okay. Do not come to someone mm. who's suicidal and tell them things like, you know, you're very ungrateful. Mm. Suicide is a sin. Yes, we know suicide is a sin, but that is not something that that person you're wants to hear and, at yeah. that time. Mm. Just let people talk about what they want to talk about. And it is okay not to know how to support someone with depression. It is very, very okay. And it is very okay for you to ask someone, how do you want me to help you? I have friends who are just, the very first time the doctor told me I was suicidal. I have friends, I had a friend I just called and we sat somewhere in Kisemeti and we just looked at each other. And we had no conversations because at that point I didn't want to talk about anything, but I also didn't want to be alone because I was scared of what I was going to do to myself. Yeah. So we just sat, and, and we just looked at each other. We ordered for food and ate, and that was it. And like, fell like three hours, we went back home. And that was, for me, that was so much. For her, maybe it was nothing, but for me, that was so, so much. It yeah. meant so much to me. It meant, for me, it was like, wow, maybe if I go, someone will miss me. If I actually kill myself, someone will actually care. How else would I want people to support me? I know that these these things scare people. Mm-hmm. When someone comes to you and they tell you I'm suicidal or I'm depressed, these feelings are scary even for the person that's feeling them. And I know that you, who they are telling, is also scared because now you're thinking, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. How do I assist them? Who do I tell? How do I start? But like, now try not to show the person that you're scared. Mm-hmm. I have friends I told I have depression, and they ghosted me. And i was like whoa mm. i like okay i get that you're scared i get that you don't know what to do but don't do that yeah. at least just come to me every day and say hi how are you yeah. me i'll take that i would say i'm not fine but that will be okay mm. but then they ghosted me and then it just took me right back to zero and i was just like am i the problem yeah. maybe i shouldn't even talk about this yeah. like try to understand people and try not to show them that you're scared because you're scared and I'm also scared. So, how are we going to do this if we are yeah, both scared? Good. Yeah. One of us has to try to be strong for the other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is it. And also be kind to people. Yeah. Be very, very kind to people. People are just battling so many things we don't know about. Yeah. You see people walking on the streets every day, but some people think about killing themselves. Some people think about running into the next car that is next to them yeah. and they just end it all. Just be kind. Just be nice to people. If it's saying hi to a stranger, say hi to a stranger. You don't know yeah. what that hi will do in mm-hmm. their lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you so much, As, uh, Rachel, Rachel. This has been so yeah insightful. In in ways, personally, I yeah. think I can't even explain. Like, yeah. I, I believe there's many people that it has helped. Because for me, it has really, really helped me get a good idea of what, what it's like. What being
1: in that place yes and mm. what is inside like the head what's that going time. on in your head you really like I made it, it that, that time when so you vivid. said you were having like you could hear voices uh, yeah. I'm just like, I imagine two people sitting inside in my head, head and having talking at argument. you yeah because already you see there are people who fight with their intuition or yeah. trying to fight yeah now you can imagine fighting something that, that you can hear yeah
0: yeah and I think you coming on this show to talk about this is so mm.
1: brave Brave well, and kind, but oh, yeah, you, because but
0: it's yeah. not being vulnerable is <laughs> not difficult. It's really yeah, difficult.
2: It really
0: is. It also sometimes awakens things, you know. But thank
1: you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, but it's also really nice to just be there and see that you're at this place where you can even share. With share. yeah, this is so lovely. yeah, because you don't know. I don't know, there are 100, 200, 300, whatever number of people that listen, yeah. will listen to this episode. Yeah. So it's just really amazing what yeah, you it do. It touched
0: me so much when you were talking about having gone to Kisementi. Uh, Kis- yeah, Kisementi, we love it. and just sitting there and eating. And it made you realize you're not alone. And I don't know why that yeah. statement almost made me cry. <laughs> I don't know, I found that yeah. so touching. Like, yeah. random acts of kindness, really, you don't know who they can help
1: or. Like let's just being so kind. Yeah. Okay, thank you all for I mean Ivy also always she's already tearing. That's right? I <laughs> I yeah, was but thank so, you Ivy, thank you so much. Rachel, thank you for supporting this podcast, for appearing all the time, for being there with us. And that I don't know how many times the ambulances have passed you guys <laughs> We're in an area where there are so many hospitals so thank you for, for making it through. Yeah, so for whatever sounds, whatever distractions We apologize, and we hope you're able to enjoy this episode. Uh, Please follow us. Yes, and we'll be yeah. See you guys next week. Getting
0: Candid with Mabel on Instagram, getting Candid with With Mabel on on Twitter. Twitter. Let's have discussions. Tell us what you think of the episodes, what can be done better, what you'd like Mm -hmm. to hear more. Yes. And, yeah, also your feedback. Mm -hmm. We like it when you tell us, yeah, you did great, or I was able to relate to this or this. It helps us get... The morale <laughs> to, keep to keep
1: doing brilliant. this. Never yes. sign us out finally. Uh yeah, th- we've I feel like we've already yeah, wrapped yeah, up we everything. Have. We'll see mm. you next week. We love you guys. Keep doing things that you love. Follow your passions. And be kind. Yeah, and those who are starting school, whether online or campus or whatever, do the best that you can. And yeah, best of mm. luck. See you guys mm. next week.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.